Thank you for joining us today on Body Ecology Living with me, Donna Gates. Our guest today is a friend. Her name is Rita Marie Lascalzo, and she's fiercely committed to transforming exhausted high achievers all over the globe into high-energy people who love their lives and live to their full potential. Rita Marie is a best-selling author. She's a speaker. She's internationally recognized as a nutritional expert in women's health, especially. She contributes to lots of different journals and magazines. Some of the journals that she's been in are the Journal of Nutritional Perspectives, uh, other magazines like Natural Awakenings, Purely Delicious. And she is the founder of the Institute of Nutritional Endocrinology, which is a training for healthcare professionals. And that's where I would like to start today. Welcome, Rita Marie. Thank you so much, Donna. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'd love for you to explain to us uh, about this institute that you have and why you formed it and what's the purpose of an institute on nutritional endocrinology. I think that might be for many people the first time they've ever heard those terms together Nutritional and endocrinology. What does that mean? Yeah, it's it's something that came to me as I was exploring what I really do and how I describe it. And nutritional endocrinology is basically the manipulation, so to speak, of the endocrine system, the hormone system via nutritional interventions. And when we think about endocrinology, we often think about it as being one of the branches of medicine, one of the subspecialties, you know, neurology, gastroenterology, endocrinology. But what I really have discovered in my work with people over the last 23 years in my clinical practice, seeing patients, um, is that endocrinology is really, it's the master control system because hormones are life. Hormones control life. And it's not just like they're isolated to a particular part of the body. It's that they are controlling everything from digestion to metabolic rate to our response to stress to our sex drive to our reproductive to the lungs and heart and detoxification. Everything has a hormonal basis because hormones are the messengers that talk from one part of the body to the other that send a message that says, hey, you over there, we need help. Raise the metabolic rate. We need to increase that. Hey, you over there, uh, there's a tiger chasing us. We need to have some stress hormones released. And when I look at that over the, my work over the last 23 years, I see that you know nutrition is huge and it's often overlooked. It's almost completely overlooked in the field of endocrinology. And you know, if you go to an endocrinologist, they know nothing about nutrition. And it's really the way you manipulate your organs, your glands, and your hormones. So when I realized that was what I did, what I did, um, and I was asked a question by actually by an MD who said, "Well, what branch of of nutrition do you like the most?" And I said, "Nobody's ever asked me about a branch of nutrition. What is it?" And the words just came out. I said, "You know, I most like nutritional endocrinology. I love working with people to get their blood sugars balanced and get their thyroids and their adrenals and and the cascade of of amazing effects that that has." and how important nutrition is for that. So that's where nutritional endocrinology came from. Well, I want everyone to know that you are a uh, one of our experts on the Healthy Gut Summit, and the interview with you is a bonus, a special bonus that people get uh, when they purchase the summit. So I just want people to have a sense of 
how brilliant you are and how unique this message is. So let's, um, I mean, you said so many things. I could just go off in a million different directions. Let's talk first about getting your blood sugar balanced because now we're talking about insulin, the hormone insulin, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, that's vitally important. And I just wanted to step back because you had asked me about what, what inspired me to found this institute. And mm -hmm. I really want to get that across because it's such a message. It's, a, it, it's ingrained in what you do and what I do and all the specialists on the Healthy Gut Summit do is that we've recognized that our healthcare system is broken. It's, it's more focused on disease care than health care. And what we teach is to focus on building up the health of the people. So I realized that a lot of practitioners out there don't get this. So I wanted to teach, and I've been asked to teach over the last five years that I've been doing a lot of courses and things online by a lot of my students who are also health coaches or MDs or a nutritionists in some way or naturopaths or chiropractors. And they'll say, well, how do you know all this stuff? How can you teach us how to do this? And so I reluctantly at first, but now enthusiastically created programs to teach practitioners, whether it's, you know, health coaches that are just starting out that really want to go deeper and understand the endocrinology and the relationship to nutrition, or MDs who have been in practice for 20 years who are tired of the methods that they've been taught and are using that just don't work and want to understand how to get to the root cause. So that's why I formed the Institute, was to really help to propagate this message that you and I so passionately share about we need to really balance the body in order to overcome disease and create health, not to just look at symptomatic approaches. It is a brilliant and very much needed idea to do something like this because the field of nutrition is, is huge, just enormous. Very lately, I've uh, branched into nutritional genomics. Mm. I've been... Uh, well, you know, I've been into the gut and the microbiome for a really long time, which is what inspired me to do this summit, really, is I thought there needs to be a, a place where people can go and get a lot of information immediately. That's an important topic. But then I thought, you know, this whole field that's starting to come out, well, it's been around for 30 years, but it isn't out in our world, you know, in the world of real people who need the information. So I've been mass, you know, studying gene uh, nutritional genomics for a couple of years now and yes. making it really simple for people. And Great. I'm so excited because I feel the same thing. It's like there's other people out there saying eat this diet and that diet, eating, um, you know, eat, eat a lot of butter, don't eat a lot of butter, eat protein, eat vegetarian foods. You know, people are so confused. And so yes. now if you can specialize. Like if you say, okay, I know I have problems with my hormones and I need to learn that and I'll be able to really create the right diet for me. Same thing with the genes. You know, when your exactly. genes, when you know what your genes are saying, that helps you know exactly what you need. So these specializing like this is important. I highly encourage everybody to start thinking that way. Pick, it's just a broad, you know, broad field. The field of health and nutrition is huge. Pick an area that you're interested in and that you know will help you and study that for a while until you feel real comfortable with it. So let's get into nutritional endocrinology. And it's even a big field. So let's talk about one important aspect of it. The reason I picked this first is because I think it's a great place to start is to get your insulin under control. Would you say that's a good starting place? Absolutely. And one of the things I teach in the, my program is the principle of the um, functional hierarchy, that mm. 
we have to jump we can't just jump in with what symptoms or system seems to be out of balance based on the symptoms. So for example, if a woman comes in complaining about hot flashes and going through menopause and is very uncomfortable, yeah, we might want to intervene from a nutritional standpoint and offer her some herbs and foods that can help with the symptoms. But really, we have to go backwards to see what's the underlying. And if that woman has a gut problem and you just address the symptoms of menopause, that, that's not going to be a long-term solution. And so I actually, before I even get to blood sugar balancing, we go with the gut. And you're handling that beautifully on this summit. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on that right now. But that has to be handled or the blood sugar won't be balanced, the adrenals won't be balanced, the thyroid won't be balanced, or the reproductive hormones because you just can't. So going from the gut, my next one is actually blood sugar. Because what I've found is that if someone's walking around with blood sugar imbalances and peaking high insulin, that's not effective at bringing the blood sugar into the cells where it belongs. They're going to be suffering from all sorts of symptoms. And the symptoms that people recognize but don't necessarily attribute to blood sugar imbalances are things like excess belly fat, brain fog, and difficulty focusing. Um, burnout, that feeling of exhaustion and not being able to make it through the day without their cup of coffee. And so those are attributed to blood sugar being out of balance. So insulin is that hormone that controls that system. But there are others. There's a whole bunch of others. And they all have to work in synergy with each other. That's why it's important to look at the whole. So when someone's eating a typical American diet, and you and I know we both are, are against that because it's so high in processed foods and sugars and processed flours and all, they're asking their body to produce huge amounts of insulin to try to get this into the cells, to get the sugar into the cells. And it may work for a little while, but after a while, the cells just, they give up. They're being onslaughted with too much insulin. They're also being onslaughted with too much processed fat and hydrogenated fats and margarine and mayonnaise and even saturated fats, which can clog in and they can disrupt and damage those receptors on the cells for insulin. And the next thing you know, the blood sugars are really high. And that leads to, it's a precursor to diabetes, but it leads to a whole host of other problems as well. What kind of impact does having your sugar out of balance have on your brain? Because people are telling me all the time now that their memory is so bad and they think it's because they're getting older. But some of these people are young and I know it's not aging necessarily. Can you, you can have people that are 90 years old with a really sharp brain. So don't you, what, like, how about running with that? <laughs> yeah, I would love to run with that because that's totally, we, we think, our society thinks that as we age, we naturally deteriorate. And of course there's true, there's, you know, there's this whole thing with the DNA and the telomeres and all that and they get shorter, but we are actually finding that we can actually make the DNA, make those things on, on the DNA that help us to reproduce more and more. We can extend that via our lifestyle choices. So the, when the blood sugar gets way high um, and the insulin levels get way high. They're affecting the brain. The insulin has an effect on the brain itself. We used to think when I was going through medical training was that the brain did not become insulin resistant like the rest of the body, that it would just would take the glucose right out of the blood and that was good. 
But we're finding now that that's not true. And we're finding now that they're almost like Alzheimer's is being called type 3 diabetes, that that imbalance in blood sugar and in insulin is affecting various parts of the brain. And one of them, very important part, is that seed of short-term memory called the hippocampus. And we end up like grasping for words when we're in the middle of a conversation, not remembering people's names when we're in the middle of a conversation. So there's a huge impact. Now, the opposite extreme of low, low blood sugar also affects the brain. And what we find in the early stages of insulin resistance is that people have a lot of big swings because their body's overproducing the insulin. And then eventually it reaches a threshold where the cells allow it in and then the cells open up and then we get this rapid decrease in the the sugar level. So we, then we feel like, oh, I can't even think straight. I'm, I'm irritable or cranky if I miss a meal. Well, fixing the brain is very, very important. Also, there's this huge important connection. I hope everybody knows now that the brain and the gut are constantly in communication with each other. So you need to have a brain that's on, you know, doing exactly what it's supposed to do to signal the gut, but the gut is sitting there signaling back to the brain again. So obviously the brain has to be able to correctly receive messages from the gut. So I just wanted to point that out, that there's this critical gut-brain connection. So you need to have both working to really have a healthy body. And I think people sometimes forget the brain. You know, they focus a lot on their diet. Now people are focusing on their gut because it's a hot topic. But I see the brain is often left out. Right, right. And there's so many things that impact it, right? Our level of stress impacts the brain significantly. And the stress level, the stress hormone cortisol, which will get released whenever there's a stressful event in our life, but also when we're eating stressful foods, or also when the blood sugar goes down too low because of this insulin glucagon imbalance that happens, then the cortisol is released to try to bring the sugar back up. And the cortisol itself has an impact on the, on the part of the brain called the hippocampus, which is related to memory. So this, it's just everything's interrelated. And we can't just look at one piece. That's why we, what we do is more considered holistic health versus just allopathic or focus on specialization. So even though we're looking at specializing in a particular area, like your area of specialty is the gut, you're understanding and teaching and showing people how the gut affects everything. It's not just about gas and constipation. It's about brain function. It's about hormone imbalance. It's about insulin receptors. It's about adrenals. It's about even heart and lungs are affected by the gut. What about the neurotransmitters? Could we talk about those a little bit more? People have trouble with their serotonin levels, dopamine levels. How about the relationship between the hormones like insulin and our neurotransmitters or brain chemicals. Yeah, there's a there's a huge connection. And part of it is that, you know, in addition to insulin helping bring sugar into the cells, it's also helping to bring nutrition into the cells. And nutrients are required for proper creation of neurotransmitters and then the connections between them. So you take something like Dopamine, for example, dopamine is a hormone, I mean, a neurotransmitter that has as a building block, a precursor, the amino acid tyrosine. 
And if the diet is insufficient or the gut's out of balance, right, and we're not fully absorbing our proteins because of low stomach acid or various and sundry imbalances in enzymes and probiotics, then we're not going to be getting enough of those amino acids into the bloodstream, which is basically food for the brain. So things like tyrosine, which is a precursor to dopamine, and um, tryptophan, which is a precursor to serotonin. And when those levels are off because of poor digestion, we're not going to be able to make the neurotransmitters. In addition, we've got B vitamins, which are super important. And we know that a healthy gut is helping us to make B vitamins. And we know that when we have an unhealthy gut, we're not absorbing the, the uh, B vitamins. And we're also using a whole lot more because stress uses a lot of the B vitamins. And so we end up with these imbalances between neurotrans- the neurotransmitter imbalances that are fed by amino acid imbalances, and also the B vitamin imbalances. And and the intricate connection here is, well, the insulin for sure, like we talked about, but there's a huge connection with thyroid function and the ability to make that. And what we know is that that amino acid tyrosine, which is a precursor to making dopamine, the neurotransmitter, that same amino acid is the core of thyroid hormone. And it's the it's it's in the pathway towards making things like epinephrine and and um, norepinephrine, which are part of the the adrenal secretions. Mm-hmm. So there's so, a lot of connections. I'm I'm trying here to like simplify it because mm-hmm. I can speak like for Complex. an hour. Yeah. To these yeah, exactly. Well, let's take one little piece: serotonin, yeah. which is the just for the people who might be listening that might not know. It's a brain chemical, and if you don't have enough of it, you will be depressed, you will be constipated. It's commonly, you know, low in people, so they go off to the doctor who puts them on a drug like Paxil or something because they're depressed, and they don't realize that they have to fix, you know, change their body, eat better, and so on, raise it. But I've noticed, or I always see the connection between women and men, too, that have higher levels of estrogen they tend to have serotonin issues. You know, they, they, uh, there's a lot of women that are estrogen dominant. Uh, I think a lot of teenagers are. You can tell because they develop breasts very early on and they tend right. to be, they're holding on to more weight than they want to. But they're estrogen dominant and they're also depressed. So this connection between serotonin and estrogen dominance is really one that I find interesting. Maybe... Nothing pops into your mind about that right now. Well, the thing that pops in is having to do with some of the genetic pieces as well, because there's the, they share an enzyme that's used for um, their manufacture and breakdown called catecholaminomethyltransfer. Oh, yeah, right. Um, exactly. mm-hmm. And it's a very common, when I look at the genomics, going back to what you said at the beginning, it's a very common SNP, which very is very common. Found. I see that all the time um, in people. Right, and if they can't break down the estrogen or get the estrogen into safe pathways. And estrogen metabolism, like we talk about for hours, there's estrogen dominance is a problem because the when the estrogens are high, and uh, the body needs to excrete them, and there's all these positive and negative pathways basically where the estrogen can converted be converted to these very highly carcinogenic byproducts. Or with the right nutrition, they can go down a pathway towards the less problematic and sometimes even protective 
byproducts. So would and, you recommend cruciferous vegetables? Oh, gosh, yeah. Cruciferous fermented vegetables? Fermented vegetables. Cruciferous vegetables. I mean, they're, they're loaded with those nutrients that help iodize sea vegetables, although people are a little leery about sea vegetables these days because of some of the contamination in the ocean. But there are still good sources of clean sea vegetables that contain good source organic iodine that helps with that estrogen pathway. People don't usually associate that, but the uh, one of the pathways requires iodine. And I see when people are iodine deficient, they're going and they're having a dominance of the, the proliferative estrogens versus the protective estrogens. Well, that's a good point because a lot of people today are on thyroid hormone. I think in a, the first thing obviously they should do is work on their adrenals first, but also support their thyroid nutritionally. We have a product called Ocean Plant Extract that is a very clean source of uh, ocean plant. And we take 100 pounds to make one pound, so it's an extract, and you just take two capsules a day. But it's amazing because it's adding um, the iodine for the thyroid. It definitely impacts the thyroid for sure, you can tell. But the other thing, selenium, zinc is important. Um, these are all nutrition, you know, these are all uh, molecules, nutritional mo- components of food that the thyroid needs. And I think if people fed their thyroid what it needs and, and healthy fats too uh, are the other important thing. Like, for example, the fat that you find in eggs are excellent for the thyroid. So I think if people first started there and focused on their adrenals, that a lot of thyroid problems would oh, come back into balance. Absolutely. Absolutely. My functional hierarchy is digestion. Have to start with the digestion. Now, it doesn't mean you can't be working on the hormones while you're working on the digestion. And by the way, the digestive tract is the biggest endocrine (laughs) gland in the body. Wouldn't you agree? There's like dozens. Oh, yeah. There's tons of hormones there. I I want to do more on that. I want people to realize there are hormones in the gut. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a big component of our, our gut training in the nutritional endocrinology training program for practitioners. We focus a lot on those, those hormones. If the blood sugar is out of balance, we can't get the, th- the adrenals in balance because it's a constant source of stress. So mm, you really point. have to be getting the blood sugar in balance, and that's diet and lifestyle and choices and some of the nutrients. And then the adrenals would be next and then the thyroid. And too often what I see, even in functional medicine practices, if someone comes in with a thyroid issue, they go right to addressing the thyroid issue and not going backwards and saying, well, what's going on with their gut? What's going on with their blood sugar? What's going on with their adrenals? Because it's, it's, you can't just address the thyroid and put somebody on synthetic thyroid hormone. And then if you do, even if you do temporarily as a, as a stopgap, you have to look at the nutrients you mentioned, like selenium and zinc and iodine, in order to be able to have the body utilize that synthetic thyroid hormone. So it's, mm. it's just so much that can be done. And it all goes to really recognizing that our body is this interconnected set of processes. And you, we can't take a specialist approach of fix the thyroid. Anybody that's really good at specializing in thyroid people are going to be going backwards. And I, I emphasize this with my practitioners all the time. What do we have to do with the thyroid? And they'll say, what should I do? What should I do? I say, have you asked them about their gut? Are they eating gluten? Have you, are they eating other allergens? What's the probiotic status like? And they're going, oh, oh, I didn't ask about that. Because we want to know, like, what herb can we take to fix the thyroid? Or what food can we take to fix the thyroid? We have to always start with the foundations. And you're right on with the gut being so foundational and the foods that are foundational to nourish that. I love the term you use, functional hierarchy, because I I should use that myself, if you don't mind. 
because I've been teaching for many, many years about the principle of step-by-step, step, and I see that people are not getting well, doctors can't help any, you know, anybody get well because they don't know this principle, you have to start somewhere if you're beginning to, uh, for anything, like if you want to have a healthy baby, where do you start? If you want to feel better, balance your hormones, whatever, you know, prevent Alzheimer's, where do you start? Well, this step-by-step -step principle says, first and foremost, create energy. And that's why what we're talking about, getting your insulin in, under control, your adrenals, your thyroid, that's this triad, in a sense, to, for that part. And then the second, I always say, fix the gut. The third is conquer the infections you have in your body. For many, many, most people, it's systemic yeast infection. You can't bring that under control if your insulin's out of control. And the fourth is get your cleansing, your detoxification pathways open. So cleanse. Those four things, if you're working on those four things, you're on the path to getting well. Absolutely. And everybody's a little bit different in the, the, the order that you might do them in. Uh, I, but I always say the order might be slightly different for each person, but if the gut stuff there and you're not working on the gut, you can't fix the thyroid. There's no way. You can't get rid of the hot flashes and have healthy menopause if someone has a dysbiotic gut. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I thank you very much for saying that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dr. Rita Marie, um, what is the last thought that you would like to leave in people's minds today? And also, how can they get more information from you? Uh, I know you have all kinds of things going on, including uh, Google Hangouts. And then how do people that are listening that want to be a part of the Institute of Nutritional Endocrinology, how do they find out about that training? Absolutely. Thank you, Donna. Um, yeah, so last thing I would impart would be go get down to basics. Get down to basics. Don't try to fix something that's broken what we want to understand and get to the root cause and work with a practitioner, take these trainings, get involved with the, the Healthy Gut Summit, read, Adonis got an amazing set of blogs and stuff out there that you can read to educate yourself about the basics. You've got to start with the basics. You cannot be eating Twinkies and taking some fancy thyroid herbal supplement and expect to get well. So start with the basics and work your way up from there. And as far as how people can get in touch, my main website is drritamarie.com, and we have a ton of different free resources there. The one thing that you mentioned is our monthly Google Hangouts where I take people in the kitchen and get real and down to basics. It's like the food you put in your body. And we can tell people till we're blue in the face, like what to eat and don't eat this and do eat that. And you're right, people get confused. So I just kind of teach them and show them how to make specific foods, also talking about how it's affecting the body nutritionally. We have different themes from month to month. The way that you can get those and even get like the whole library of those is um, if you go to vitalhealthcommunity.com. We offer those hangouts for free each month, but then if you want the recording and the recipe guide and the whole library of back, if you go to vitalhealthcommunity.com, you can sign up for like 20 bucks. It's like really amazing to, to just get a taste of what we're doing. And then as far as the nutritional endocrinology is concerned, we've got a group. We've got about 55. We're just in the early stages of um, getting this going, and we really haven't put it out as publicly as we, we will once we get our core. Like we're trying to train our core group. And we've got about 55 people in there right now. And it's you go to neptapply.com, N-E-P-T, and it's in Nancy. Um, 
neptapply.com. And there I have a PDF document that describes the training and all the modules and what you're going to learn. And then there's an application because it's an application-only program. We want to make sure it's right for you and that you're right for where we're at. And if you're not, if you're not ready, if there's other things that you need to do before going, we have lots of options. So we set up a, a free strategy session with me or one of my coaches and we'll talk you through it and decide if it's the right thing for you. And we've got some amazing people in the program. We've got some MDs, some nurses, nurse practitioners, chiropractors, um, nutrition coaches, uh, IIN grads who are looking to go deeper. We've got a wide variety of people in various healthcare professions. We even have a pharmacist that's just kind of cool. And, um, we just, you know, I love to do it because my mission, I feel like my mission in life is to just really make a dent in changing our disease care system into a true healthcare care system and having everybody have access to practitioners who can help them get to the root cause of their health challenges, not just cover it up with a Band-Aid or cut out the diseased part. And the way that I can do that is to train more practitioners to really feel and be in the forefront. So it's my mission and I love it. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share about it. Oh, thank you very much. I would like to encourage everybody, if you have a practitioner that you're going to that doesn't know this information, I, I had a email come in from someone I know very well and he got married which I didn't know and now they're having a baby uh, which I didn't know either and, and but she's in her 31st week of the pregnancy and she's having all these contractions and her estrogen is way off the chart and her doctor her OBGYN knows nothing about oh. as you mentioned the COMT genes and things that I would go looking for thyroid they checked it's fine you know um Sugar's fine and everything, uh, blood pressure's fine, but they're completely clueless. Right. And yes. that's why, and because they're too late probably to change doctors at this point. But I see this all the time. It kind of breaks my heart that people yeah. are out there without access to really good practitioners. So part of what we have to do, we the people, is we have to get our practitioners inspired. And the way they'll do that is if you go in and you say, well, I want you to learn this so you can be my doctor and we can work together as a team. And Rita Marie Lascazo has this training. <laughs> Download it, you know, like, Pull something off the internet and take it in and leave it on their desk when you're there. I mean, we have to do that. There's a huge amount of power in the people. I've always believed in the power of the people. That's how Stevia got in the country, believe it or not, because we had Monsanto to fight in those days. But please, please, everybody, I'm serious. This is a really valuable program. So, Dr. Rita Marie, please give us the website one more time. Yes, absolutely. And I'll give you another website too, because there's, if you, if you are a practitioner and you just want to get some tips and hints, we have a, a kit. I call it the practice success kit that just gives you an overview of what nutritional endocrinology is. And it gives you little tools and little checklists that I've put together to get you started. And that's at just nutritionalendocrinology.com. And uh, that's hard to spell. So if you want more information about the program itself, it's neptapply.com. And we'll get you in the loop and you'll get information, more and more details about what we have and free resources, et cetera. So. That sounds great. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I would like to thank everybody else who's been listening today. If you are new to Body Ecology, please subscribe to the Body Ecology Living Podcast. That's with me, Donna Gates. Feel free to leave a comment on the Facebook page. We do review those all the time. We watch it all day long. Tell me what you would like to learn about next and most of all, have a great day.